Are you concerned about Ukraine and Israel aid passing? Do you think it can get done before the end of the year? It has to get done by the end of the year. Will it? I'm going to predict it will. Sometimes, you know, in this business, I've learned that there are moments when you can't fail and you can't necessarily Mm. see the path to get there, but you get there. Ukraine is running out of bullets for their guns. Israel desperately needs our support right now. Republicans in the Senate have said that they want there to be some border provisions as part of this package to move forward. Some of us are trying to work hard um, to meet those Republican concerns. I don't know whether we'll get there, but there are a lot of people of goodwill trying hard to get money for Ukraine, for Israel. By the end of the year, I think it will get to Okay, um, this budget fight, you see they're going to throw Ukraine, Israel, all of it. They don't, you know, he never talks about the only border that matters, the border of the, the southern United States. So this is the fight. Go download Bill Blaster. Also, a couple of uh, housekeeping, Birch Gold. Need you fully up to speed on that to inform you as you're to the ramparts. But now in your own personal life, we do not give financial advice, advice here. We talk about macro we give advice as far as how to think about macro of where overall it's going in the capital markets. But you got to make your own decisions. But go to Birch Gold now. you got Biden going to the Bay Area as a supplicant, offering a new TPP and saying, oh, yeah, one China policy will embrace the one China policy. Basically, the kowtow. Maybe he should ask, hey, you know, we've been working on our Federal Reserve's working on this central bank digital currency. You guys are buying gold. She, your central bank's buying gold at record numbers in 22 and 23. Why are you doing that? You're over here for a bailout. Why are you doing that? Eric Adams, who sold out to the Turks, the FBI know that, sold out to the Turks. Uh, he's asking for a bailout. We told you it was coming. Now, he asked for five. I said it was going to be 15, but he's going to get there. It's five and five and five, a bailout. Okay, um, is that uh, is that Brother Lindell? Hang on for one second before I get to. Well, I tell you what, let me. I got Caroline Wren, and I want to get into all the RNC, but I got a couple minutes. I get to the factory floor and Mike Lindell. Mike, give me an update. Uh, Trump is going to be Trump is going to go on offense this week in New York to fight back because they've already said the penalty for him is going to be a quarter of a billion dollars. That's what this Nazi judge is doing. Uh, how are you doing about making sure that we do not collapse and shut down my pillow? Well, they've been trying. We'll give them that. But the War Room Posse has uh, come to the rescue, and you guys have been absolutely amazing. We're going to extend through today, the last day. This is the My Pillow Slippers. Uh, it's going. It's on TV all over the country at forty nine ninety eight. We got it for thirty nine ninety eight. We're going to go through midnight today. So this is your last chance to get those. I did a special for the War Room Posse. Uh, they're uh, regularly a hundred and some dollars. You save a hundred dollars actually. There they are. Use the promo code WARROOM, everybody. 800-873-1062. 800-873-1062. This is the last chance. When you call them, say you're from the War Room Posse, they'll give you all these specials that other people aren't getting. And this is the last day of the special. Um, And then also, if you go to MyPillow.com, go down to that War Room Square. You guys have all been doing great. And you can get the Giza Dream Sheets for the queen size, which nobody else can get, the uh, $59.98. King size, just $10 more. And then you have all the the MyPillow 2.0, which the factory floor is full. We're making them as we speak nonstop. I was just there on Friday, spent the whole day with all my employees, and they're so grateful to everyone at the War Room Posse. You guys, and that's why we're just passing these specials on to you. There you see the Giza Dream Sheet, the queen size, 
Those are the ones that made us famous. This king size, just $69.98, everybody. Everyone else in the country is paying $99 on sale. We're going to extend the, the six-pack towel sets, 50% off, $29.98. And that, don't forget, everybody, we have the best beds. We make our own beds here in the USA, the mattresses. The best mattresses ever. You'll get the best sleep of your life. And uh, then we have the um, all the sleepwear that we're, we're continuing that on sale. Get all your Christmas presents early. We've got the blankets on sale. We've got the uh, the go the roll and go pillows on sale. Two hundred and product for two hundred and forty products on sale right now at my pillow. If you think you bought them all, you haven't. You got just go there, do all your Christmas shopping now. We're gonna extend those slippers though. Get those are the best ever. Wife sizes, everything available till just till midnight today, Steve. Numbers 800-873-1062. Hit it today. Mike Lindell, the Warren Posse has your back. We're going to get you back up this afternoon, brother. You go back to work. Keep that company Thank rolling. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay, we're going to do uh, – this afternoon we're going to get in more uh, to more of President Trump's strategy. They're going on offense this week in this federal court in um, – excuse me, state court with the Nazi judge in New York City. Uh, Caroline Wren. You took your best shot. You took your best shot in um, in in uh, Laguna, right uh, back. I think it was in January, or February. You took your best shot. Uh, you guys came up with a third of the vote and two thirds of the vote were against you, and you had a hundred percent of the grassroots. So, what are you bitching about now? Why are you crying? You already lost. Rana's in. I don't know. To Trump, kind of gave her a semi endorsement. So, what's your beef? Well, I would argue we took our best shot in January against Kevin McCarthy. And then after nine months of not complying and not doing what he said he would do, we brought that battle back to the people and we won. So I'm certainly not just going to sit on the sidelines and say, oh, shoot, we lost that one. Let's just have Rana oversee another failure of election. So I'm not done fighting on this. And I don't know what the exact route is, but I do know that I'm going to continue to speak out. And, you know, we we can't continue to just lose and, and you know, just sweep it under the rug. That's not how this is going to work. Rana went on an apology tour all weekend with these heinous interviews. She was on CNN, Meet the Press, and she was doing the same thing she does after each of the losses she's overseen since 2017. This time she was blaming bad candidates, of course, and bad messaging. Give me a break. The Democrats put up brain-dead candidates. Joe Biden, John Fetterman, Katie Hobbs. We don't have bad candidates. We have bad leadership. She also went on again and started to blame abortion. And you know what? Like In regards to abortion, there's, there's absolutely, there's no doubt that we have a problem there. But the issue really with Rana is that she blamed abortion after the disastrous 2022 midterm elections. Then earlier this year, remember, she blamed abortion on that Wisconsin Supreme Court special election that we lost by like 14 points. And now she was blaming it again. And the thing is, you are the RNC chair. Your job is to find solutions. And I don't want any more excuses. The buck stops with you. You're the head of our party and you're in command and you continue to fail and you continue to make up excuses for those failures. And I'm done with it. The other thing she did on television, which was outrageous, this weekend as she said the RNC was not involved in the Virginia races because we're we're a federal committee and we legally can't be involved in state legislative races. Well then meanwhile the DNC was bragging about spending 1.2 million dollars. So which is it, Rana? Did either you're lying to us and you lied on television by saying the RNC couldn't be involved or the DNC committed a massive campaign finance violation and you should be in court. So, you know, I'm sick of the excuses. We should continue to call it out and we I, I think that she should resign. I'm, I'm going to continue to call on that, and I think others should as well. Um, I'm going to have in a minute, Paul Dance is going to join me in studio, and then we'll get Russ Vote on. 
The papers for the last week, the New York Times with Swan, Savage, and Haberman been doing amazing work on every aspect of when President Trump wins in November and they, and we take the government, we step in, we're going to have 3,000 people ready to go. We're going to have policies ready to go. Axios is reporting today, and that's why I asked Paul to come in. And, they, and Morning Joe is in literally a meltdown for the entire show. We're going to do clips from that. On one aspect, you got these outside groups. You have Paul Dance. You got Johnny McEntee. You got Russ Vogt. You got Dr. Roberts over at uh, Heritage. You got all these big brains, and it's a systematic program to make sure that doesn't happen in 2016. We really didn't have people. We weren't ready. Now we're ready. Bang! Hit the beach. Boom! Boom! Move inland. Got it. Deconstruct the administrative state. Very well thought through. Very organized. Lots of different people working on it. Nobody taking credit, but everybody moving forward. Where are we, if I look at the aspect the RNC should be doing, Caroline Wren, help me out here. Where is the equivalent program on making sure they cannot steal the elections, state by state? Is the RNC presented anything to you, given you a scintilla of evidence that they're on top of? We know from the polling, MAGA's ascendant and Trump is leading the nation, right? This could be a landslide. We know also that President Trump and his team are working day in and day out on policies, on specific economic, immigration, geopolitical, military, uh, social across the board. The one thing that's out there is how do we know in delivering uh, another, you know, massive turnout, 74, 78, 80, 85 million votes that is not stolen? Where is the RNC in that? And have you seen a scintilla evidence that they have lifted a finger to do anything about it? No, I haven't. And I'm getting frustrated, too. I think it's great that we're laying out all these detailed plans for President Trump's next term. But like we, we have to get him there. Anyone who is spending any of their time, effort or money on not winning elections right now and, and making sure we have uh, the infrastructure and a path to victory. it I think it's a total waste of time. And I think it's a waste of resources and money. People are funding. I mean, I love AFPI and I love Heritage Foundation, what they're doing. But that is money that is not going to shore up our elections right now. We should be in court. Do you know that the RNC was claiming there are 70 lawsuits? There was a like we were given a massive gift in North uh, Northampton County, Pennsylvania, by the way, last Tuesday. There was a complete malfunction of their voting machines and the problems in the county's response have provided the citizens of Pennsylvania a huge opportunity here to get injunctive relief and get these machines removed. We should be in court. We should be funneling resources. And there is no money yet. I've, I've, been ta- I've been on the phone constantly all weekend with the folks in Pennsylvania trying to help them. They're creating a C3 to raise money to do these lawsuits. So while everyone else is spending 10, 20 million dollars writing up these white papers on, you know, who's going to be the Treasury secretary. Like, my God, why are we doing We are not going to have a new Treasury secretary or any of these things until we actually are able to win elections. And they are stealing those elections from us. And all of our resources, time, money need to be spent on lawfare, voter registration and voter turnout. The RNC is incompetent. They are not doing that. As far as I can tell, nobody is doing that. And the RNC doesn't have the resources to do it, by the way. Just go look at their FEC reports. I mean, we're in what is called an off year for fundraising right now. So if you look at the RNC fundraising in a presidential off year to compare it, let's say, the first nine months of 2015 when Wrights Priebus was chair, they had raised $80 million at this point and had $20 million cash on hand. In the first nine months of 2019, the RNC had raised $168 million and had $60 million cash on hand. In the first nine months of 2023, this year, the RNC has raised $65 million and has less than $9 million cash on hand. 
So there is no war chest. There's no transfers coming to these state parties. There's no cavalry coming. We, the people, are going to have to do this ourselves, or we need, Rana should do the good thing for the country and for our party and resign, and we get someone in who can actually fundraise, who can focus on lawfare, and who can focus on what the goal of the Republican Party should be, which is winning elections. Uh, so what are you calling for specifically? What's your, what's your call to action? What do you need this audience to do? There is a there's an RNC meeting of the 168 in Vegas, January 30th through February 3rd. And so that's when a new chair could be elected. You know, there is no mechanism that I'm aware of to to take her out. I just hope that Rana would would consider look at the options and just say, look, this is untenable for me. Uh, the fundraising is not going well. The grassroots, you know, are, are not connecting with me at all. And I think that we need a, a new leader of the party and she would have to be willing to step down. And then the RNC 168 would elect a new leader at that at that uh, meeting. And so I don't know if she's willing to do the right thing. I certainly think we should keep the pressure up uh, and do it because this is a very, very bad and dangerous situation. And uh, we we need we need 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 new leadership. Uh, I do believe we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We have to get ready for it. We can't have what happened in 16. We have to be ready. That's why people are working so hard. But I also agree that the RNC has got to step forward now with as detailed a plan as these other outside groups have for deconstructing the administrative state and hitting the deck plates running with policy and personnel day one. We need the RNC to come forward today with a plan. If they, We need to see Rana's plan state by state. What you're going to do to ensure a victory here, Caroline? Where can people uh, get you? Uh, this fight is only going to get more intense. Where can people get you? Right. They can follow me at Caroline Wren on Twitter, Getter, and Truth Social. Uh, also, we got many more. We got DC Drainer. We got a lot of people. Scott Pressler. A lot of people have uh, very strong ideas about this, and we're going to have them all in here. Caroline Wren, uh, thank you very much. Look forward to having you back. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Here's the news. The news is that uh, a lot of people are already coming out. They don't support the CR. I also think that there, I'm just hearing uh, from the engine room there may be a vote on Mayorkas's impeachment at 6.30 tonight. So things that will be live uh, back at 5 to 7. So there's a lot of things heating up in the House. Huge fight over the CR. All of it. Paul Dance is going to join me in a second. I uh, want to make sure home title lock. Uh, take this off your uh, list of things to do. you got to man the ramparts. You got to get the new app, Bill Blaster, totally free to give you operating leverage. Don't let a cyber criminal who are licking their chops at that $6 trillion of uh, net worth sitting in American homes that nobody can really take a second mortgage out anymore because you know why? The rates are too high. Well, the cyber criminals don't care about that. You know why? You're going to pay the loan back and the high rates. Go to Home Title Lock today and make sure that it can't happen to you because a hard money lender does do not want to hear your moaning and don't want to see your tears. Short commercial break. Back in the war room in just a moment. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month. And our wise leaders deal with it how they always do. With more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value. Because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. 
Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. And so he's a badass. It, All he does is complain about people. A whiny, vengeful, that's backward-looking billionaire. That's that is just not like looking. Right, that's forward-looking. I want to take on the administrative state that's driven this country into the ground. He's not talking about taking on the administrative state to help people's lives. He's talking about going after the people that were mean to him. He says, "Oh, I'm going to have the DOJ target Bill Barr because he was mean to me. I'm going to have the DOJ target John Kelly because he turned on me. I'm going to have the DOJ target Jack Smith." That's all he talks about. He doesn't talk about helping That's people. That's not true. That's not true. Um, and also, there's not going to be people in place to stop him. There's no guardrail anymore. There's no Mattis. There's no Kelly. It's just pure loyalists. Well, that's what scares me because the risk that he's actually affected this go round and. We really got lucky as democracy last go round that he was so ineffective and had so many blundering people appointed and he didn't have the real hardcore people in place to, you know, tear open the bureaucracy. But this go round, I'm not so sure. You look at how the Heritage Foundation is so involved in this push and they're adding their institutional heft to it. And that's really concerning. And if anyone wants to consider Heritage mainstream, if they're processing this kind of of federal personnel system that's really called into question. Oh my God! The Heritage Foundation uh, used to be mainstream uh, for for conservatives after Ronald Reagan got elected. That's really uh, where where so much of, of those ideas got elected. There's nothing Reagan asked about this Heritage Foundation. I'm sure Charlie could go on about that for quite some time, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But but uh, Jim Vanda, I just want to go back to you and just say, yeah, I mean, he is uh, Donald Trump is he he he's planning it all out, and the problem is when he's starts talking about these camps for illegal immigrants, when he starts talking about all these other things, he's actually preying upon something uh, that that middle class voters, uh, that swing voters, that independent voters are actually worried about. And that is the chaos at the southern border. Yeah, I mean, you listen to this conversation, and then you look at the polls. Like, there's a lot of people who are very susceptible to this. A lot of people out there who feel like the immigration laws are way too loose, and that the effects of that are are bad for society. You look at the polls on who do you trust on immigration? He crushes Joe Biden. Who do you trust on crime? He crushes Joe Biden. So we should make no mistake that there is 50 percent plus of the country that's very, very open to this message, and and I. I think the reason to listen to what he says and to understand that he's going to be way more ready is that there's at least a 50 50 chance he can win the presidency no matter how ludicrous some people might think that is the numbers are unmistakable and 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 i think and that's why the work that the heritage foundation like you guys yes this is not the ronald reagan heritage foundation but this isn't the ronald reagan party anymore the party is very much steve miller and donald trump at least the apparatus and that's what's different this time around 
underground. You're going to have think tanks. You're going to have manpower. You're going to have ideas. You're going to have lawyers. You're going to have bureaucrats. That One of the things they talked about doing that's alarming people at DOD, they want to go through and they want to scrub the generals and the flag officers and figure out, are they sufficiently loyal? Why do they want to do that? Because some of the greatest handcuffs that were imposed on Trump in the latter days of his presidency were by people like General Miley and others, or Milley, in, 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 mm-hmm. in the DOD saying, we're not going to do that. We will not do these things. Well, what happens when you have 40, 50,000 people in the positions that actually make things happen in government say, hell yeah, I'm with you on that. Then things actually get done. It's not just rhetoric. It's action. Here's my question. You have a MAGA lawyer who likes to come on your podcast, Mike Davis. Here's what he suggested were the top priorities for Trump's attorney general. One, fire the deep state executive branch. Two, indict the whole Biden family. Three, deport 10 million people, kids in cages. It will be glorious. Four, detain people at Gitmo. Five, pardon every January 6th defendant. What do you think about that five-step plan? I think plan? it's fantastic. We All five? It. All five. We're going to start the largest deportation program in history. All 10 million must, must leave. You're saying that, that it's about people's gut feelings, it's about people's lived experiences. You think somebody that's hang struggling, on, on, you think somebody that's struggling right now in the economy cares about firing random deep state people, indicting well, Joe Biden's you, there's many things brother, Tim, deporting did, did people? Did I say that's all they're going to do? That's Mike Davis and probably be the attorney general. No doubt. And I think what you talked about earlier is the most important point. We always get sidetracked sometimes by the rhetoric uh, that Trump uses. He's being very, very specific with us about what he's going to do. Uh, the New York Times has done a fabulous series with uh, Jonathan Swan, Maggie Haberman, Charlie Savage, detailing that. And everybody watching this should look at it because it's using his words to show what a second term would look like. Uh, we have reporting this morning that what's different if he wins is that he's going to come into office with an army of 40 to 50,000 people ready to staff the government. He's not going to have the restraints of cabinet officials who disagree with him. He's going to do everything he can to purge anybody who's professional staff who's been there a long time, and he's going to have a year's worth of vetting. They're doing uh, surveys of these people. They're asking them about their ideology, books they've read. Uh, name one figure who you uh, who you believe uh, captures uh, your spirit, your political philosophy. I think the obvious answer there for a lot of them is going to be Trump. And if you answer Trump, you pass this loyalty test, then they can put you into the bowels of government where the action happens. It's one thing to have rhetoric. It's another thing to take the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Defense, the Department of Justice, and and, and, and put in there people who believe what Trump believes so that you can do the things that he says he's going to do. So I won't just assume he's saying these things and it's bombast. He's going to come in hell-bent on doing it, and this time there's going to be a much more organized organized government to be able to do it, which is why I do think this is the most important election of our lifetime, because the contrast is massive. And I think both sides would come in with teams ready to do what they want to do. Okay, but as long as he is around, everyone has to kiss the ring. Everyone has to espouse the fake election fraud or else they are they're excommunicated, not excommunicated, but you're not part of this movement. This is kind of the inner workings of this civil war between the Republican establishment and MAGA. And in there, you have litmus tests, okay? And one of the litmus tests is, is Trump. not just President Trump, but also particularly the stealing of the 2020 election. That is a fundamental tenet of this movement. By the way, they've made it all about Trump, okay? 
This movement is ascendant and is going to go on long after Donald Trump is only get more powerful and broader. Even if a Democrat was to win, there's no compromise here. What you're saying is even if Trump lost to Biden, there's no going back to the old no, Republican Party. No, farther right than Trump. Farther right. President Trump is a moderate in our movement. You're going to pine in future years that you wished Donald Trump was around. As much as they demonize Trump, they're going to, they're going to wish they had Trump. I'm telling you, President Trump is a, is a is a is a moderate with discernment, a good man, a man of character, and a and a and a, and a caring individual. But there's no more. President Trump, one of his best phrases he has, if you're in the inside, no more games. I don't play any more games. Right now, there are dedicated men and women out there every day that are working on this project to make sure that in the second Trump term. We don't have the issues we had in the first, particularly at the beginning, with not enough people that are aligned, understand what their job is, under, have networked, understand what the policy is. Paul Dans joins me. Uh, they trash-talked Heritage a lot there. Center for American uh, for Renewing America is going to join us here in a second. They, they, they're everything. But they say Heritage and Reagan, when Reagan came to power and Heritage set up, Reagan was a revolutionary against the Republican establishment. Right. Heritage was the revolutionary guard for that. Now they're the revolutionary guard. One of the big ones for MAGA. It's extraordinary. And thank you for having me in the actual war room. It's amazing. Um, You know, you could go rewind 40 years and and basically cut and paste, uh, replace uh, Reagan with Trump. And um, the same vitriol, the histrionics we just suffered through there um, was really any time an outsider comes in to shake up Washington. So. You know, and I, you know, it's just amazing that this town is is putting up the bulk word, so to speak. To well, they're panicked now because the administrative state is even so much more powerful than it was in nineteen. That what is wrong, or outside the Constitution, about dedicated think tanks and individuals yourself who, who have walked away from tremendous careers to focus on this issue of training up the three thousand political appointees. That the press is not 40 or 50,000. We'd love to have that. But the 3,000 political appointees that hit the beaches uh, moving forward on day one of the administration with policies thought through, what exactly they're going to do. Why do they have a problem with that? You know, I I think they're upset that the Republicans or in this case the conservatives are just finally getting their act together. I mean we're doing no more than catching up with what the left's been doing for the last 30 years. Um, and I should say we at Heritage and we're part of Project 2025. It's 80 conservative organizations plus coming together. You can see our whole list at project2025.org. So we're not in for any particular candidate. Obviously, we're many of us were uh, inspired by President Trump and, and would be honored to serve with him again. But this project, is, you know, it's, it speaks for itself. We don't. We don't uh, you know, we're not the campaign. That's right. Project you, but you're, you're, but, you're really after the campaign, after politics. But it's really yeah. this thing called the administrative state. Some people call aspects of the deep state. But that's this leviathan that the Constitution, nobody, it's a, it's a fourth branch of government that controls everything else. Exactly. We're, you know, we're going on our 250th birthday here in a couple of years in the U.S. And this construct that we now talk about, uh, the administrative state is really a relatively recent phenomenon within the last 100 years. That is, um, you know, we're all about our Constitution. The Constitution was framed out with three coordinate branches of government. Each has an article, legislative, executive, judicial. 
you could essentially think of this as the fourth branch, um, Article 2A, if you will. It's completely unrooted in the Constitution, and that's why we're at a major point here where we want to undertake constitutional renovation of this federal government. Well, it, it has become being unconstitutional in this fourth branch that continues to grow. It is impervious to elections. They're supposed to be all for democracy. This is the most anti-democratic institution because it goes on and on and on. Whoever the democratically elected president, whether it's Bernie Sanders, AOC, Donald Trump, it doesn't care. It's got its own methods, its own processes. I'll tell you, a short commercial break. Russ Vogt's going to join us on the other side. We're going to continue to drill down on something that Axios has made the number one story today. Actually, Mike Allen and Vanderhey essentially just retyped up. The, uh, here's the process. New York Times, Swan, Haberman, and Savage do all the reporting. Then Axios does the brief, right? They do the abbreviated version for all those too lazy to read in Washington, which is most. And then the Washington Post, Dossie and those guys tape up a longer version with more stupid quotes. And that's how it rolls. Short break. Back in a moment. Debt. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's done to debt dot com done with debt.com go there today action 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 stop the worrying take action war room here's your host stephen k Bann. okay paul dan's uh joins me in studio i'm bringing uh the russ vote we're going to talk about the cr but russ first you as omb director first deputy and then omb director for president trump of the first term Every day I would talk to Russ Vogt. He was all about deconstructing the administrative state from the inside. Why, why is this movement so much more powerful? Now, and I just want to make sure this is not the Trump campaign. It has nothing to do with the politics. You know, you, you got you got a uh, you got a great team over there at the campaign. Great uh, mark, you know, great uh, messaging and all that. But campaigns, politics. This is about something even deeper than politics. How you actually get control of an out of control Leviathan. And I think the reason they're melting down so much is you guys are so organized and there's so many impressive people. And you can tell from the policies the New York Times is writing about this is serious stuff. So first, before I get to the CR, hit me with this because you're a big part of this, Russ, of this effort to think through what the second term is going to be and to make sure we don't waste a second starting at high noon on the 20th of January, 2025. Thanks for having me on, Steve. I think what's catching them so off guard and what they are unprepared for is that they have never had a transition effort or preparation that is intent on stating what needs to be done clearly and on the record and proudly and defending it before any elections ever occurred. 
And you have to do that when you change paradigms, governing paradigms, because even if you have the right people, they come into these departments and they think that they come into the Department of Justice and they think they're supposed to be separated from the White House. And these institutions are trying to shape their behavior the best of conservatives sometimes. And what we're saying is we're going to plant the flags now. We're going to say in the instance of federal spending that presidents had the ability to impound funds for 200 years until a, a bad law got passed that we think is unconstitutional under President Nixon. And, and we want to go back in a different direction. And many of those settlements that came out of the Nixon world, the Nixon uh, time period where the executive branch was at its lowest point, is how official Washington, D.C. wants to have govern them for the rest of, of, of eternity. And unfortunately, we need radical constitutionalism. We need to go back to how separation of powers was meant to work, state it, defend it, and then hopefully give it to people who are willing to do it. Radical constitutionalism in the, in the administrative state, your thoughts? Well, it's simple constitutionalism. Most, you know, if there were civics class taught in schools now, um, people would have picked up on this. And actually in law, when I went to law school, they had removed the copy of the Constitution from our constitutional case books, which is an extraordinary <laughs> thing. I, I understand they've been reinserted. It's a now, living but, document. That's yeah. Um, look, you know, like Russ is saying, uh, we have a permanent government here in Washington and it's real creation, you know, started with Wilson, but really hit overdrive um, with FDR and then into the great society. And even our own with Nixon allowed a lot of this to grow up. So that that and you see a lot of the Supreme Court precedents in those early 70s, Goldberg v. Kelly property rights and and all the way down the line, Roe v. Wade. It's an extraordinary um, kind of fuzzy thinking time in America, but we've receded from that. We're much closer to how this government of the people was established. We, you know, what this this opportunity for us and, and Russ is right. We call it Mandate for Leadership is our book. It's online, 900 pages, but we're loud and proud, if you will. We're going to tell you what conservatives want. We threw down the marker. And when, when um, a conservative is delivered the White House in November 5th, which I firmly believe is going to happen, this is going to be a mandate. And that's because the people spoke. But we want everyone walking in the office to be literally on the same page. And that's a lot of the function of our organization. Um, we are so underhanded in Washington. If you're listening to this, you need to consider yourself or your neighbor or your granddaughter or whoever the case may be getting them to think about coming to Washington. And that's what... Project you mean understaffed, that they're so overwhelmed. The, 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 uh, deep, the deep state administrative state with the consultant. Remember, there's 2 million non-military people in the government that keep saying that, but there's 16 million consultants, right? Yeah. So, so the total federal bureaucracy you're dealing with is, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, 18 million people. That's, that's what the 3,000 that come in have to be able to, day one, understand that that's what they're up against. Correct. You know, the, of the 2.2 million, the president may appoint 4,000 typically. That's a ratio of 1 to 500 uh, as a management uphill um, tact. Uh, remember, of course, that these folks are basically unfireable. You didn't hire them, and you can't fire them. When the civil service was initially put into place, the notion was to protect 10 percent of the jobs. Now 99.5 percent of them are fully protected, and less than maybe one-tenth of one percent get dismissed. Of those 4,000, 1,000 are Senate confirmed. The 3,000 hit the can, can day one on the afternoon of the 20th if we do our job. 
can all be over there and working. 1,000 still have to go through confirmation, which will be a nightmare in the second Trump term. You agree? That's going to be well, a tough- yeah. There's ways to think about that. I do think the you know the Congress and getting folks here um, to be supporters of this is going to be critical. Big. Um, but you know this is ultimately uh, their coordinate branch of our against the uh, executive, and and they have their checks and balances to be sure. Well, this but- is why we got to take the Senate. I mean, these yes. Senate seats because the confirmation. The Senate is really does treaties and uh, is the human resources department for the government. Paul, hang on one second. We get more into this. Russ, uh, brother, you talk about shifting the paradigm. You talked about the cartel. Uh, you more than anybody had your shoulder to the wheel to make sure that we upgraded the speakership. We did clearly. Uh, I like the latter approach. What I don't like, what the Warren Posse is upset about, it can't be clean, baby. We're not looking for clean. <laughs> We're looking for cuts. What is, what is happening? They're, they're putting forward a clean CR, two of them, and already I think we got six votes, six hard no's. So, so make this make sense to me. Well, it doesn't make sense. I think it's a bad decision. It's a bad bill. It's aimed at preventing a Christmas omnibus bill, which by virtue of Mike Johnson being the speaker has already been taken care of. It's, it's kind of akin to fighting the last war. When you're a backbencher, you might have a set of priorities. Oh man, we gotta stop this. But then you get into actual power and just by virtue of you waking up and saying, there's not gonna be an omnibus bill because I control the house, is, there, is not, that's the result that you're going to be able to avoid. And so, you and I and others are looking at this and said, look, this is your leverage point to actually cut spending. If you're going to do a ladder approach because you want to stagger the fight about the debates that you want to have when, that's fine. But the notion that you're just going to do a clean extension of Joe Biden's woke and weaponized bureaucracy is incredibly uh, problematic. And I think it's something that House conservatives should rise up quickly today and say, look, we're going to we love you, Mike Johnson, but we're going to take your rule down. We're going to take the procedural rule down because this is important. And we don't have these too many of these leverage points. And I think that's what I hope will, will, will manifest itself in the next several hours. Okay, the rule is going to come up sometime this afternoon. Everybody remembers the rule comes forward. For, if the rule gets taken down, it doesn't even come up for a vote. Walk us through how do, how's the war and posse have to get their, uh, their two cents in here on the rule? Call the members of Congress and say, I want you to oppose the procedural rule to set up the clean CR. And, and they know what the clean CR is. War Room's been talking about that for a long time. But that rule sets up the debate on whether a bill is going to be passed. It's viewed as party line. But by, by virtue of intending to rely on Democrats, which is what he's indicating, uh, he's going to have to go and, and it's going to be hard for him to get that rule passed if House conservatives stand up and say, look, we are not going to be favoring a procedure that sets up Joe Biden's woke and weaponized bureaucracy to be extended into January and February on two separate deadlines. So right now, I want to repeat this. Uh, the Warren Posse, using our new Bill Blaster app that gives them leverage, should call their congressman. And, and what is the uh, what is the pitch, uh, Russ? Vote no on a clean CR. Vote no on the procedural rule that sets up that clean CR. Grace and Mo, if you can start pushing that out to everybody right now, Carly Bonet, everybody in the uh, in our Telegram. Uh, Russ, you're one of the big thinkers here. Tell me what you would recommend that Speaker John. Let's say we take this down today. What is your guidance to Speaker Johnson to to start getting real here? We want to help him out. He's a uh, he's a great man. How do we do that? What's your what's your recommendation? I think he's got to start leaning into confrontation and conflict. 
He's, he can't b- construe his job as trying to make it easier to govern and not having must-pass bills. For instance, in this clean CR, you know how it's not clean CR? Everything else is on autopilot, except there's a one-year extension of the farm bill. Now, we may want to extend farm bill programs, but shouldn't we do something that that goes against China's interest in the land across this country? That's a debate that we were hoping to have later this year, and yet that's embedded in here. Why is he doing that? Because there are the leadership forces that come around and they say, look, this is going to be a tough bill. Let's get it. Let's sweep it underneath the rug. You can't have that approach to governing. You have to be willing to have a fight, win the debate that you that you have picked and then execute and actually have victories. And I think if he takes that approach on a on a on a short term bill, it could be short term, but pass things that are hard for the Democrats to oppose. Defund the FBI headquarters on the continuing resolution. Defund uh, some of the, the woke policies that they can't defend. Then you have an opportunity to be able to, to, to move the pile and build yourself some time to keep passing some of these appropriations bills that do it in full. And the rule uh, situation is going to come up uh, early this afternoon, you think, around two or three? Either end of today, probably tomorrow, maybe. I haven't checked the schedule in the Rules Committee, but it'll be early okay. this week for sure. Okay, we'll be all over it. One last thing before I turn back to Paul. Uh, how can this audience support what you guys are doing in uh, the deconstruction of the administrative state of getting people ready? Uh, one thing we want to do is have a, a presentation sometime on the 900-page report. There, and they, I think it's a 50-page summary. But what is your recommendation, Russ? Where do they go? How do they get this audience wants to get smarter every day? What do they do? We're planting flags around key governing paradigms. For instance, the one that was mentioned in the Mike Allen piece was somehow civilian control of the military and promotion system is somehow not consistent with what the founders would have envisioned. Totally untrue, right? That's exactly how they would have envisioned it. The Department of Justice is not independent from the White House and the president's viewpoints. Those are paradigm-shifting flags that we are planting. They need to be up to date on it, make sure they're senators, they're members of Congress, they can use their platforms on Twitter, and make sure that they are up to speed on these and winning the debate, because what will happen is it becomes the new governing consensus of the Republican Party. And that's what we want, so that anyone that is, is in that river goes into these offices and doesn't even have to think about what has been put in front of them. They know there's no concept of independence. The president gets to make these decisions consistent with the law. That's what we're after. Russ, uh, how'd they get to the center? How'd they get to your social media? Sure. At Russ Vote, at AM Renew Center, and America Renewing is the website, americarenewing.com. We appreciate everyone that's following us. Thank you, brother. And everybody to the ramparts right now on the spending bill. I'm going to go to break, but I got about a minute. You've dedicated a lot of your life. People, a lot of people don't understand the part because this is a converging. With this, you're empowering people going to the administration on, on the on the executive side of the government. You've been very involved in also the legal side, particularly the was the Chevron exemption, all that. Talk, talk, give me a minute on Give me 30 seconds of that before you go to break. Well, look, I, I'm just like the listener out there. I was one of the people sitting on his kitchen stool getting uh, exercised about um, reading all these things. And at some point you say, I, that's it. I, I got to get in the arena. I got to do this. Um, I had a you know um, successful career there in, in what they call the white shoe 
Manhattan law firms. Um, but I, I noticed I, I went after. I think I thought remember. This I thought, isn't a, part, I, I thought a part. I thought I, a partner Cravath walked in here. Well, I got maybe serve a subpoena or something. I don't know. Two, two more shirts the next time I come <laughs> to the war room and some pens. Um, but you know, it's I, I worked on the Chevron Ecuador case. I was kind of the, um, you know. Kind of came up with the idea that yeah, grabbed the case and un, undid it. I, I want to talk about that yeah. because this is so essential. It's going to come back up yeah. in the Supreme Court this session. We're going to talk about that. Paul Dance joins us on the other side. There's a lot to be nervous about out there. Open social media or turn on the news and all you see is crime and societal decay. A lot of people just run out and buy a gun, and then it sits in a safe. If there's ever an emergency, they're not going to be prepared and run the risk of hurting themselves or others. There's no way around it. You need to train, and you need to train often. Unfortunately, it's time-consuming to go to the range, assuming there's even one nearby, and ammo prices are through the roof. iTarget was invented so you could practice anytime in the safety and convenience of your own home. Simply download the iTarget Pro app, load your caliber-specific laser bullet into your firearm, and start training. Practice alone, compete with friends, or use it to safely train friends and family who are new to firearms. Go to iTargetPro.com and get 10% off at checkout when you use offer code Bannon. This is the smartest, safest way to train, which is why competitive shooters trust Dry fire training as part of their regimen. Get yours today. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon. itargetpro.com. Action, action, action. Host Stephen K. Bannon. The reason people, and the reason Morning Joe and and, uh, and, uh, the Showtime, the circus, the reason they're melting down about this, this show's not talk. This is actually action of what's going to happen. I just want to, before I lose you, we only got a couple of minutes, is to go make sure people understand all this cutesy term of draining the swamp. and the it's, it's, it's deeper than that. It's darker than that. It is a permanent form of government impervious to elections that the framers would go nuts if they came back today and saw what happened in that kind of perfect sense of the Greek balance or the the Roman Republic model to see what we've allowed is exactly the reason they had a revolution against the British crown. That's exactly right. I mean, even Abe Lincoln, when he sat and he talked over at Gettysburg, uh, you know, it was a government where ultimately an experiment in self-governance of the people, by the people, for the people. But we now have a permanent group of people here in Washington who are unremovable. And Reagan was confronting this, but it's only ossified and gotten worse now. And, um, you know, the Democrats, for their part, are now defending this, but that's only because they've stockpiled it with their own. You know, if if the government were filled with a bunch of Reaganites, you know, Rush Limbaugh listening, guys in pocket protectors and women rushing off to rosary. Short, short sleeve shirts. It'd be a lot different. <laughs> they wouldn't be, Morning Joe wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't yeah. be sitting there. No, we, have, we have guys traipsing around in, in red heels and, you know, in charge of our nuclear spent fuel rods. Um, so that's who they are comfortable with having in the government. You know, 90, 95% of this MSA, this Metropolitan Statistical Area, votes Democrat. 
Um, 95%. 95%. You know, you have donations from federal government employees on the order of 90% to the Democrat Party. So when they walk in there, they don't even have to give the messaging. They, it's a wink and a nod. For us, we're, we're you know, we win an election. And I, I fully concur with what um, Catherine Wren is saying. Um, you know, we have to win. People stop me all the time and say, that's great, you're preparing, but what are you going to do to win? And as a guy who's been on the ground at every major presidential election, I fully support, you know, making sure we get the, the election integrity set. But we can't just win and expect things to change. We yes. have to have a team ready. And, you know, we'll spend a billion dollars trying to win and no attention really to, to planning. And to be fair, you know, the candidates, President Trump, whoever the case is, they're out there trying to win the race. But, the, you know, we in the meantime can get our act together and do a lot. So how are you going to go around the country? President Trump yeah. goes around, does his rallies. The team is fantastic. Susie Wiles and the team is doing a great job. How do you guys – we don't read about it in the New York Times. We yeah. don't read about it in Axios because that's all signaling to them. You've got these reports. Are you guys going to make some kind of outreach where you're going around the country and reaching out to people? Because the grassroots yeah. is thirsty for this. They want, I mean, these people with pitchforks want to know where to aim the pitchforks, right? Yeah, there, there's, like Russ was saying, there's two things you can do. One, you can educate yourself and become a force multiplier. At project2025.org, you can get the whole 900-page book for free, chapter by chapter. You know, take a, take a read at the Department of Labor. Educate yourself on what we want, how the Department of State should actually function. But two, you know, we're, we're telling this is your moment to come to Washington. This is an Uncle Sam pointing and saying, and not that he wants you. We desperately need you here. So we are taking our show on the road, if you will. We, uh, you know, going to the great 50 states and really telling people this, you've got to come forward. We were at the uh, Iowa State Fair, you know, and, and we got a big lift there with AP. They're like, well, why are you coming to the state fair? Well, you know, I enjoy a good tractor pull, but I, I went to MIT. I have graduate degrees, but I'm not I'm like like slack job watching a, a tractor pull. But that, you know, the re, the reality is like it, go to a state fair. They're always guess what you'll find recruiters for our armed forces. Yes, you know? big time. And you know, if the people are good enough to go be cannon fodder for this country and stand up and fight for us, they're the same good people who should be deciding whether we're, whether we're marching off to war in the first place. So we need. That, you know, and I can't tell you how many thoughtful people come up to you at, at a county yes. fair or whatever and will give you the straight serum truth that this town lacks. And, and the good news is we're the majority out there. There's 330 million Americans. It's a center right country. This is really off the rails here. In Washington, what is once again? Where did they go to get the 900 pages? Also, I think 47 page executive summary. But we want our audience loves immersing themselves in the details. Sure. Then, where do they go for your social media and all of it? Because people want to keep yeah. up with you too. Well, uh, go to project2025.org. The books there. Um, what you can do is sign up in the database and create a profile. Those hoping to serve can take the classes online. We have a, a series of 40 online lectures teaching you how to function in government. And as well, you know, look at our, our news releases that are coming out. We're on social media, Project 2025, without the vowels, I believe, at uh, Twitter and Rumble we'll, and, and the rest. We'll put it all out. Uh, Dr. Kevin Roberts and the team at Heritage and Russ Vogt and the team at Sierra are taking the incoming but it's a it's a coalition of 80 conservative groups. This is what's so powerful about it. It's really the gathering of the tribes. Everybody's coming together. 
putting their two cents in, putting their best people to work on this coalition? Absolutely. That, that was the, the really um, invigorating part was that we, we have some petty rivalries here in the conservative Do movement. Do we now? Do we but, now? Uh, you know, everyone realizes it's existential for us here exactly. in 2020. The country's on the line. So we put this stuff uh, to the side. And, and you know, you look at whether it's Conservative Partnership Institute or, you know, Leadership yeah. Institute. These are stalwarts. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're all joining Old together. And, we're, yeah. and with new uh, American moment, there's new groups. The whole fold is kind of coming together to, to put to we're, put we're, we're going to have a lot more about this. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for doing yeah. this, stepping away from a fabulous career to do this uh, and uh, look forward to spending a lot more time with you. OK, uh, you t- think about outside the box. The team at Jace Medical took all of our presentations in the early days of the pandemic and Rosemary Gibson's book, and they turned it into a business to make sure that when she comes to the Bay Area, if he threatens uh, Biden and the Biden regime with the uh, supply chain on medical you won't be a problem if you're a uh, if you're a client uh, and patient of Jace Medical. Go to jacemedical.com right now and make sure that the unrestricted warfare on the supply side, particularly of API, active pharmaceutical ingredients, does not uh, does not uh, hurt your plans to make sure that you get all your medical products and all your medic- medicine. JaceMedical.com. Go check it out today. Also, Birch Gold, the end of the dollar empire. Four free installments. It'll make you very smart on the politics of currency and macroeconomics, the debt trap, all of it. Everybody, up into your post. Charlie Kirk is next. Jack Posobiec with the special on the, uh, the revolt in Spain. We're back five to seven. We're going to go through. Uh, Mallorca's, I think, is going to be an impeachment vote this afternoon. There's going to be a rules vote, or at least moving the rule. I want everybody to download the app. Bill Blaster, get up on the ramparts. We're back at work here in the war room. we we'll see you back here at five o'clock this afternoon. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer. 
every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.